I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. It is an odd thing to start at the end. It defies logic. It goes against everything we know. We all remember what Julie Andrews told us in The Sound of Music. The beginning is a very good place to start. But here we are at the beginning of Advent, the beginning of a new church year, the beginning of seven new Christians' lives of faith, and all our readings are focused on the end. And not just any old ending, but the capital E, end. Cue the ominous music, bum, bum, bum. Be better if the bells had tolled right there. It's a favorite topic of the Bible, the end. The Old Testament is full of prophecies about how this all will come to a close. It seems that the dust had not settled after Eden and our sights were already set on the final act. Now those first followers of Jesus 2,000 years ago were especially focused on the end and for good reason. We hear Jesus say very plainly in multiple places, very truly I tell you this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Those first courageous women and men that followed Jesus had an expectation that the empty tomb of Easter was only a prelude to the end, to that day when Jesus would come again to turn everything right side up, or as Tolkien said, to make all sad things come untrue. We're not so different than those first faithful few. 2,000 years may stand between us and the generation that heard the voice of Jesus, that felt his touch, that saw his face, that sat at his earthly feet, but we are still focused on the end. Perhaps that's why we start at the end, because it's what we're really thinking about. A few weeks ago, I was getting my flu shot at the pharmacy. I was one of the first appointments on a Monday morning, but it was clear that this week was already off to a rough start for everyone that worked at CVS. There was a long line and things were not going according to plan. And when I got called back to the little closet where the nurse doled out the doses of vaccines, she thanked me for being so patient and calm. She then asked me what I did for a living that would lead me to being so understanding of the delay. (laughs) Now this is a real roulette moment in the life of a clergy person. It's worse on a plane, but this moment is pretty tough. So I took a deep breath and I told her, Ma'am, I'm a pastor. She didn't miss a beat. She said, God sent me a patient pastor this morning. (laughs) And I was suddenly grateful that this was one of the mornings when I was very patient. (laughs) Not every morning. And again, without missing a beat, she said, launched right into it. With all that's going on in the world, it sure seems like Jesus is coming back soon, right? He told us all these things would happen, wars, earthquakes, plagues. Now my mind was spinning, but before I could answer, she jabbed my arm. (laughs) And like that, I was vaccinated for influenza and on my way, thinking about the end of the world. 
So what are we to do with this focus on the end? It's clearly on our minds. What are we to make of headlines and heart cries that tell us the world is falling apart? Well, we can start by listening to Jesus. But about that day and hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. I don't know when the world will end. That pastor you follow on Facebook does not know. That person you went to high school with doesn't know either. Instead, Jesus says, try living as though the world could end at any moment. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. My working title for this sermon is borrowed from the band REM. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. The truth is, the world is always ending. Every life, every day is full of world-ending moments. Georgia fans, your world ended last night. (laughs) Sorry, Alan, roll tide. Panthers fans, our world ended in September. (laughs) Parents, new parents, our world ended when our first child was born. It ends again when they start driving. It ends again when they move out. Our world ends over and over and over again. Take a moment. Think about all the times your world has ended. From the middle school friend falling out to the surprise layoff, to the diagnosis, to the divorce, to the death. Our world is constantly ending. We are constantly losing people, giving up dreams, letting go of things we imagined we could never live without. This is a fundamental truth of existence. But Jesus offers us good news The world is always ending, and the world is always being created anew. After every winter, there is spring. After every death, there is resurrection. The Christian life is not about predicting the end of the world, figuring it out. The Christian life is about opening your hands to receive what God wants to give you, while being willing to let go of things, even things we'd rather hold on to with knuckles white. Put another way, Jesus tells us we must die to ourselves over and over again, and we must be born again. This morning, Jesus tells us to keep awake to what is ending, to keep awake to what is coming into being. The prophet Isaiah paints a beautiful picture in our first reading. God is the potter and we are the clay. We don't know what we're becoming. Our job is to remain pliable, to let ourselves be molded by the hands of a loving God. I don't know anything about the end of the world. I don't know the date and the time, I can't predict it. But what I know is that God is faithful. 
God is faithful like an artisan crafting something new, like a poet picking a phrase, like a gardener tending the soil. This morning's baptisms are a testament to that fact. We don't know what these children will experience in their lives. We don't know where they will go or what they will do. We know there will be scraped knees and broken bones. There will be disappointments and heartbreaks. There will be any number of moments in their lives, just like in ours, when their world will seem to end. And just like the first green shoot of spring that surprises us every single year, they will blink and their world will be recreated into something they never could have imagined. Let these soon-to-be Christians be an outward and visible sign to all of us of the grace of God. We are not asked to figure out the end. We are asked in this moment and every moment to be present to the sacrament of our lives. We know the beginning. God knows the end. May we keep awake in the now, in the messy middle, trusting God who is faithful, who is good, and who is here with us right now. Amen. Amen.